Welcome to the D Free Podcast, keeping you in the black, bringing you the pulse of spiritual, mental, and financial health. We know the history of slavery in our in our people, but this is worse because at least they knew they were slaves. So one of the things that we, one of the challenges we have, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, we run into churches or leaders all the time who know about us, but we don't know about them. Right. And so similar to the way uh, we received the message from you via email, it's always exciting for us to know where did you find out about DeFree? Because that helps us figure out where to go. But then also, um, we're just always excited by that. Like, there's a group of churches that we know of that we constantly talk to. But then mm-hmm. there, um, I don't want to call you guys rogue, but then there's like these secret churches that uh, I exist. I like that. Secret churches. Secret churches that are out there meeting on the Underground Railroad <laughs> <laughs> to financial freedom that we don't know about. Um, so how did you learn well, about DeFree? He, here's how it happened. Um you know, I was uh, appointed uh, the head of st- the stewardship ministry at the church, uh, First Baptist Church. The historic First Baptist Church were 217 years old uh, at our anniversary this July and 111 years in our current facility. Uh, and Dr. Murray uh, came to me. Uh, this was in October of last year, actually late, uh, late September, early October. And we were we had been struggling like a lot of churches are with. You know, how do we really make sure that we're we're teaching our the congregation about biblical stewardship in terms of the using the resources that God has given us? And, and it's not just a tithing issue. It's just you know there are people who are struggling, and we know that what happens in our community. And and he said to me, he said, "Have you read D Free?" And I said, "No, I have not." And he says, "Well, you need to contact." Uh, uh, his name is Buster Sword. That's what he called you, uh, Doctor. He called you Buster, and he said you need to contact these guys, and you need to get this book, and you need to read through it, and see whether or not this is a program for us. And Everybody so I, calls I, me uh, Buster, except the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> well, he 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 said it again. He speaks very highly of you, very fond of you, and. When I read the book, I ordered it immediately, and I read the book, and I was just blown away because this was my life. What you wrote about was my life. And uh, and so, and I'll get into that in a, in a second, but what we did after we read it, after I read it, I went back to Pastor and I said, this is phenomenal. When should we do this? I mean, we should start this off maybe in January. And he says, no, 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 no. We have to start now. He said, we have to do this before Christmas because you know what's going to happen during the Christmas holidays. People are going to go out and wreck themselves financially. And so we we kicked the program off in uh, November of last year. And uh, it, it's been a blessing. We've had uh, a, about 80 participants in our church uh, who come together once a month, and the stories have been incredible. How do I know your pastor? He asked you if you knew D. Free. Did you ask him how he knows me? He, I did not ask him that question. So uh, I was, I was going to wait till I actually met you in person. But now that we're on the phone, you have to tell me the story. I don't know the story. I'm, I'm old. Yeah, I, I'm forgetful. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it could have been in one of the conferences yeah. or. Um, I'm not quite sure, but uh, but he he knows he speaks very highly of you and and knew about this program that you were doing and and thought clearly it would be beneficial to the church and he was spot on and 
Tell us, happy. tell us, uh, McCollum, tell us a little bit more about the church generally, not not so much the history, because you got 200 years of history, but uh, tell us a little more about the ministry, the scope of ministry, and the kind of uh, work that the church does. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal church, and I'll just give you one data point to, to kind of let you know what this church is all about, but if you know the history of Virginia and school desegregation, uh, the schools were shut down in the late 50s. Uh, because of after Brown versus Board in 54, this, Virginia decided they were not going to follow through and comply, and so they just simply shut down the schools. There were 17 African-American students who were selected to go to white schools to integrate those schools, and instead, again, the decision was made by the governor to shut down those schools. Well, those 17 students, instead of going back to the African-American schools, this church... First Baptist Church in Norfolk decided to teach those students in the basement of the church. And, and you know, back in this time, they were bombing churches. They were doing all kinds right, of things. But, right. but this shows the, just the, the faith of the congregation and how it's, 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 it, it really has taken a, a, a social justice uh, uh, role in terms of making sure that the people of the community are taken care of. And, yeah. Again, Dr. Murray has been there for 33 years, and we continue to do. We, we have an operating soup kitchen that's been in place. It's open every single Saturday, every uh, every Saturday. It does not close. Um, we provide showers for the homeless. Um, we, we do just a number of things for uh, for people in the community, and and uh, and it's just it's it's a phenomenal church. And it's, yeah, I'm so I'm I'm so glad for you to describe that because. As, as your pastor knows, and you may not know, my background is civil rights organizing. Yes. I, I ran Operation Push in the early 1970s. I got my start in protest in high school. And one of the differences between D-Free and what is called financial literacy programming is that we really see ourselves as impacting African Americans as a part of the continuum for freedom. And so we don't even use the term, you, you may notice in our materials, we don't even use the term financial literacy. We talk mm -hmm. about freedom. Uh, we, yes. we had to be freed from slavery. We had to be freed from Jim Crow. We had to be freed politically. And, and we see this movement as a direct correlation today for what happened back in the day uh, because without financial capacity, our voting rights, our educational attainment really means nothing. And, and so your church, as, as an historic church, has embraced D-Free precisely the way we're, we're, we're hoping and praying black churches will, will accept it and see it and then use the content. Tell me this. Can you tell us a little bit about the congregation itself, um, understanding what you guys do outwardly to the community? If you're anything like our church, um, we do a lot of service to the community, but our church community may not necessarily reflect um, the people that we serve on the outside. But what does the, the church demographic look like? It, it, it's similar to what you just described. I mean, you, you have uh, a congregation that is, uh, in terms of, of, of age, we have, uh, I believe, six generations. Uh, wow. we have, we have, our oldest congregant is 120 six years old wow um so it's it covers the gambit in terms of generations um it's predominantly african-american uh i would say that it, there's a, a a ton of diversity with regard to education 
with regard to economic status. Uh, we, we, we have people who have very little, financially speaking, and we have people with a lot. Uh, but the thing that we've tried to do is to make sure that, uh, that again, back to the stewardship ministry, why did God put these resources in our disposal? Why did he give us these, uh, uh, these assets? And, uh, and so that's what we've really tried to do. And, and we just didn't have a tool prior to, prior to this program. And now we have a tool, we have a process that has really been beneficial to the, uh, not just the folks who've signed up, but uh, we're now starting to uh, figure out ways to make this information uh, known uh, you know, by putting articles in our newsletter about uh, you know, staying debt free and mm -hmm. getting out of debt and signing up for next year's class when we kick that off, next year's workshop. So it's just been a blessing to us. And, you know, I, I, as I said earlier, the reason why this was so powerful for me uh, personally is because this was my life. I mean, I grew up really poor in a housing project in Richmond. Uh, I was the first person to graduate from high school, let alone go to college. And, uh, you know, my mom had an eighth grade education. My dad could not read or write, had no education. And, uh, and and I was successful enough to get, by God's grace, to get out of school, to go to college, get commissioned as an Army officer, serve my country, and uh, and then ended up um, in a uh, in a situation where I had money coming in, but I didn't know how to what to do with it. Right. I didn't know how to manage it. I was I was spending making money, but I was spending more than I made, and so I ended up losing a house and. Just there were just a lot of things going on in my life, and uh, and I, I, but there was no program like this, so I had to kind of learn by accident the things that you've now put a structure to. Well, I, I, yeah, good. When when you speak about strategy, when we first started this in two thousand five, we uh, having a church much like the church you described, tried to figure out how to get started. Uh, how how to get the church engaged, and it was tough. Uh, you read in the book I, that mm -hmm. there was one person in my congregation who thought that this was a good idea, um, and the word "defree" was a part of the strategy because we assumed that if we just had classes on how to get out of debt, most of the people who needed the help would not show up because of embarrassment or pride or both. How did you how did you actually get started? Because what we did basically was we, we just called it D free. I called all of my leaders together and said, "Listen, here's what you need to know." And it took years, and it's still a process. In my own church, after 12 years, I've got people sitting on the front pew who are still drowning in debt, not saving money, living on credit cards, and it's tough. So for churches like ours, I mean, how do you get started? How did you get started? Well, I, I think what people saw was they knew my story. They knew that I, I was kind of like that one guy you talked about in the book who believed in this because he had lived it, and that's exactly what happened to me. And so the people in the congregation knew where our pastor's passion was around doing this, why he wanted this program done, but they also saw in me, he was a guy was you know really kind of this rags to riches but had made mistakes early on in his career financially, and, uh, you know, I can tell you some stories about just, again, I had money, but I didn't know what to do with it. I mean, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And then finally, I, through the grace of God, figured out that it wasn't about how much money you make, but it's what you do with the money right. you have. And are you saving? Are you living below your means? And, you know, and so my life kind of changed in my mid-30s 
without a structure like this. And so right. when I saw the structure, I said, we have to, Pastor, this is exactly what we have to be teaching uh, in the congregation. And so we had uh, people start to sign up because I believe they believed in the pastor and they saw my life that, you know, here is a guy who literally was a rags to riches story. And they, they knew the story of me early on you know, driving around in a smoky Jeep, uh, uh, li li living in the hood uh, when my, you know, when I first got married. Uh, living wait, in the wait, hood. wait! You said they knew the story. How did they know the story? I mean, you just they, got they, up and they, told your story. I in in the in the messages that I preached, I would always talk about how, you know, God is able to do exceedingly and right. abundantly above right. all we could ever ask, hope, think, or even imagine. And so I would tell the story about you know, living on Edgewood Street and the pressure that it came with, because I was working. I, I was, I had a good job and people were like, well, why are you living in the middle of the hood with drug dealers on the corner? And, but they didn't understand that my wife and I recently married, we were, we were trying to make sure that we lived below our means. So we lived on the third floor of this house and we rented out the first two floors and we drove that smoky Jeep and, you know, but we've never, we've never had a car note. We've Excuse never. Me, doctor, what is a smoky Jeep? <laughs> It's a Jeep that smokes. I had a little Suzuki Jeep, and I drove, I drove that Jeep, I drove that Jeep until it fell apart. Oh, I tell Lord. you, but that's what I did, and and you know, and they look at me now because I, you know, we can buy any kind of car we right, want to buy. Right. So, right. Tamika, you know, in your training, I've heard you train churches and explain that you don't need to be a financial expert to lead D free. In fact, it's almost better if you if you're not right. that th that this pastor has proven you right because Absolutely. he has leveraged his credibility and his story to launch this movement at this church. Yeah, because everybody thinks it's unattainable and right. we think that right. financial experts they know the secret sauce that we don't know, but the reality is the people that have lived through it are the ones that know it best. And so um, you know, your testimony proves that outright. I think the reason why D Free even works is because Pastor Sorius was so um, explicit and humble in sharing his story that it empowers other people to share theirs. So you're right on target with that. I don't think there's no expert that can t talk to you about a smoky Jeep and have people understand it. <laughs> Absolutely. As a matter of fact, one of the things that our pastor, with, with, we were very, very intentional about is we did not want to uh, muddy the waters of this program by having anybody come in there and talk about selling a product or exactly. selling any kind. Of, we exactly. that none of that is in there. This is all free. And as a matter of fact, the only investment they had to make was to go out and buy the book and the workbook. That's the only investment you had to make. And there were people who came to us. We had financial insurance folks all wanted to come in, and we said no. Oh, they'll keep having. coming. Yeah, they'll keep yeah. coming. Uh, in fact. We, we are now strategizing because there are so many financial vultures out there who will prey on this new motivation and new information that D-Free helps people attain that we feel now responsible for screening some of these folks and vetting them to make sure that churches like yours, yours can recommend companies like Prudential and like Lyft and others that we've vetted, we have a partnership with, and they subscribe to our values and are willing to serve our people in an appropriate way. Right. But the first step, you know, to your point, is really sharing that story and getting people comfortable and confident enough to receive the D-Free message 
and to be inspired the same way that you were by your story in order to start making some of that life change because but products aren't going to fix it services aren't going to fix it a credit repair person only works if you're willing to not run up the credit cards again and so Absolutely. you know that's a part of our next level experience is taking it from just the experience and the story and the inspiration and the information that you need to do the basics but then moving to products and services at a you know at a later time when people are actually ready to do it. Yeah, I think I met Dr. Mary through the Lot Carry convention. I know he's a big Lot Carry leader. Uh, yes. And one of the things we tell pastors is that we, we can't help other people if we have no capacity to help ourselves. And, and uh, we have found that churches like yours can motivate people to give to missions and ministries that serve people abroad. If, if people change the way they handle money. So let me, let me ask you this about the experience itself. Now, you, so you gave your testimony, you've been transparent, you've leveraged the credibility and leadership skills of, of your pastor and yourself, and now you're signing people up for D3, and you're in week nine, I think you said? We, we've just completed week nine, and then August we'll be starting uh, week 10. So okay. we're just in the giving backstage now, so we have August, September, and October that'll complete the year, and uh, it's been a it's been a great uh, it's been a great nine months. It really has been because of the diversity of uh, of the students. We have young couples, uh, we have uh, retired uh, congregants who are participating, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just it's really been a blessing from the first workshop all the way through. Give us two or three examples of, of what you've experienced and what the D free ministry has helped people achieve already i i think just the the from the very beginning when people simply had to admit that they had a problem i think that that was eye-opening you know and again i i tried to be very transparent with people about the things that i had gone through and and clearly the you know the examples that you gave in the book and you know claude and grace and being able to talk about those in the abstract but then applying that to what's going on in our daily lives People were very transparent in the in the workshops about the fact that they hadn't admitted that they had a problem. And and again, we're talking about mostly African Americans, right? Uh, uh, and 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 showing that this this really is, in some respects, worse than slavery. We know the history of slavery in our in our people, but this is worse because at least they knew they were slaves. We're sitting here in bondage. But but because they're invisible, these shackles, we we're sitting here uh, not admitting that we had a problem. So it's it's been great to see young couples. We have a young couple who's uh, they're going to be married in September. And I just I look at the fact that they'll never have to go down this path of 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 undoing some of the things that other people in the class have done. And they're sharing those stories. And you see the you see the interchange between the you know this young couple and some of the older folks in the in the class and it's it's been it's it's been a real blessing to the mm -hmm. congregation that's great that is just great yeah it sounds like you guys have been doing uh one session a month like how did you approach the actual delivery of d free we, we decided we were going to do it twice a month uh we were going to do it at the same class we would repeat it because everybody has different schedules but we do it the second saturday of the month or uh, from 10 to 11 it's one hour mm -hmm. and we do it the second monday of the month from 6 30 p.m to 7 30 p.m and so it gives people the flexibility those who work during the week or can't they can come on saturday or vice versa and so we tried to maximize attendance by giving that flexibility 
we have an email uh, uh, chain that keeps everybody updated on what the you know required readings are and, and the you know the, the commitments and making sure that you're keeping up with what the, what the lesson and the workshops are asking us to do and it's it's just been it's been wonderful it's um, I, I, I look at some of the decisions that have been made we have people some of our uh, older congregants who are at home alone now because they've lost a, a spouse and and to hear them talking about well maybe we should you know look at selling that house and and, and moving in and becoming roommates and and mm -hmm. those kind of discussions are going on in our congregation now and that never would have happened without this kind of program doc what would you suggest we do if you were on this end of the podcast and i were on your end what would you what would you suggest we do? i tell you i you know i i just wish that uh that every church and i'm talking about you know i'm talking about the african-american church because unlike these other financial literacy programs that are out there they're just talking to the majority this program speaks to us and i just think ministries pastors congregations need to be aware of what you're doing uh, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I did not know about this until my pastor mentioned it to me. And Don't I think that there are a lot. I think there are a lot of people out there who have this this call to make sure that people are financially free so that they can be unleashed to do what God called them to do, and they don't have this information. And so. I think the podcast is helpful. I think anything you can do to get the word out, uh, you know, through conferences. We have two conferences here, the, the Tidewater Metro Baptist Convention, and uh, our pastor made sure that people knew what we were doing in our church, and we encouraged them to create stewardship ministries and to reach out to, uh, uh, to, to the D-Free organization to get something like that started. And so we're praying that that will happen. Uh, here in in, uh, in Tidewater, Virginia, we did the same thing in the Virginia Beach in a denominational ministers conference. So, anything we can do to get the word out to congregations, because people are hurting financially. I'll say this: um, if you'd have asked me two years ago um, whether or not we would respond favorably to an invitation to come and visit, I'd probably say no. Join us on an online training session. But the reality is um, D-Free has been very much a grassroots movement. So to your point, it's been church by church. You learn about us, you tell somebody and tell somebody else. And then that's kind of how it spread. Um, but the reality is, you know, even with that, we can't help what we don't know. And so you telling your, you know, denominational groups and your leaders in your area, if they don't reach out to us, there's no way for us to really connect. And so pastor might kill me for saying this, but I encourage you to encourage your groups and your leaders to, to reach out to us directly and invite us and we'll figure out what makes the most sense for us to do. Because even as we're doing, you know, general market and we're reaching out to people and we're kind of beating down doors or yelling the defree message, nothing moves people like the testimonies of other people. Um, it takes believers to get other people to believe. And so I'm really thankful for you being willing to share your story and to share D free with other people, but invite us to be a part of that process so that we can help to galvanize the efforts. And, you know, it takes a lot to run D free just at the individual church level. And we get that. And so you can't market and promote and sell and, and push and encourage um, without some support. So whatever we can do to support you in reaching out to others, feel free to, 
to reach out to us and ask the question because we want to make sure that we can help spread the message. This has been really, really encouraging to hear. Really, I, I could listen to you for five hours. Um, let, let me just, uh, first of all, thank you for your leadership. Uh, thank Dr. Mary. When I see Dr. When you, when you, when you guys meet Dr. Mary, you will know he's somebody. He looks like somebody. He dresses like somebody. I just don't remember exactly where we met, but he clearly is not just another Negro. I mean, he is somebody. Uh, yeah. So I want to thank both of you for, for your support, for your leadership. And let me encourage you to use the tools. We have a team now of brilliant young people. They're adding content to the website all the time. We've got evaluation tools that you can use for free. Of course, you know, everything we do is free. The Billion Dollar Challenge is a tool that we use so that people can track their debt reduction. We, we have uh, content that's being added. We're having a, an event in uh, Atlanta in November, and we certainly will be inviting you and persons from the Historic First Baptist to participate. So use the website, uh, refer people to the website, like us on Facebook, help promote our social media, because that grassroots promotion is even more impactful than paid advertising. Not that we have money to buy paid advertising, but it's much more impactful. So, so uh, stay in touch with us. You know, call or email for matters large or small. And I, I will not fire Tamika for saying uh, we will come there to help. We well, will come great. there to help. I, I would be remiss if I did not tell you one last story. All right. There was a young lady in our congregation. She's a teacher. She's a single mother. She's participating in our in our program. And she's been really struggling. And, um, and, and the Lord blessed her. She was able to get a relatively large sum of money. Wow. And, uh, and you know what would have happened if it were not for this program with that large sum of money. It would have simply have been wasted. Mm -hmm. But what she did with that large sum of money, she gave her testimony in one of our workshops. Mm. She was able to accelerate paying off debt. There is no car note now. A couple of other bills are paid off. She's in a net positive cash flow situation. And to hear her tell this story with, with kind of tears in her eyes, it was just phenomenal. And that would not have been possible without what we're doing here and what you've done to bless us with this. And so thank you for what you're doing. Um, we will, we will, everything you ask us to do, we will do. And uh, right. we will keep praying that God will continue to uh, be a blessing in the lives of people because of what you're doing. 